0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Pickley and Murata, social studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, social studies. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) On our Twitter account at Pickley underscore Murata. On a Monday like this, it's got to be just...
2: Just a treat.
1: Yeah, just, <laughs> it's buzzing, I'm sure. Let's, yeah, let's find out.
2: Yeah, how about that? Instead of guessing, we'll just dive yeah. right into it. How about that? We're on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata, at Bickley underscore Murata. A huge shout out to our our new slew of followers. We really appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Not That's, just... Do we get to that landmark yet? Five more,
3: five more. Wow. Five more Bickley underscore Murata, and I could finally be happy. Operators <laughs> are standing by right now. And will And then we be only happy. need a hundred more after that. That's and right. Then and, a, then
2: 100, yeah. and then another hundred. And then another thousand After yeah. that, short. Sure. All right, let's get into <laughs> uh-huh. our biggest takeaways from yesterday's game. Of course, a 2017 loss for the Cardinals to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are now five and zero, oh, still the only undefeated team in the NFL. Um, what is your biggest takeaway, guys, from the loss yesterday?
1: Yeah, for me, it's just that continuing frustration of going into week six of a season and still wondering if this team is capable of starting competently, offensively, early
4: in games, and if they're ever going to win a game at home again. I mean, it's yeah. I would say it's a game that carried the scent of progress. Unfortunately, it also smelled like something
3: else at the same
2: no.
4: time. <laughs> Fast, Jared!
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, man. All right, let's get to some of our uh, listener responses. I'm curious what you guys think about this one. Mojo Lens says the Cardinals need a coach that can coach Kyler and help him improve. It's not Cliff Kingsbury. Do you believe that? He can't help Kyler Murray. Improve. Uh,
4: listen, I no, I think he can help, but I, I don't think this has a, been a good match. I, I I think if you look at where he is after in year four, he should be further along. Look at look at Jalen Hurts, who came out of mm. college with less fanfare, and how he has developed himself. He's had he's clearly had better coaching.
3: Look and at Tua playing
1: for a second head coach already. By the way,
3: look at Tua before That's he more, got look hurt. At Tua, His, yeah. how much oh, progress yeah. he made? Yeah, so, exponential. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, let's see. Dude in the Desert says his biggest takeaway from yesterday's loss is that Cliff Kingsbury should be fined $100,000 every time he calls a screenplay for Rondale Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people agree with that one. Uh, B. Edward Goolsby. Wow, what a fun name. B. Edward Goolsby. Goolsby. Good name for Goolsby. Uh, October. Oh, totally.
3: Goolsby.
2: He says Kyler Murray is struggling. Teams have figured him out. Do you think that's what it is? Teams have figured out Kyler Murray?
4: No, teams have figured out Cliff Kingsbury. I I lean definitely more to what Bick said. Every time Rondale Moore is in the game, defenses know exactly what he's about to do. Yep. Absolutely. As evidenced by that jet sweep on on fourth down last week. Yeah, On the reverse they ran
3: this week. Right. And all
4: the wide receiver screens, they don't work. Why? Because they
2: know. They know what's coming. Mm Mm-hmm. Your stepdaddy, one of our favorite people to hear from, your step stepdaddy <laughs> says the guru is flat. Hashtag FireCliff. Herbert says the defense is playing well. The Cardinals defense is, is playing well. If they can put together some big plays on offense, we're a pretty good football team. Flat
1: guru. Good name for a band or no? <laughs>
3: Flat guru. Sure. Not, the, not the best. Flat stepdaddy. It-
2: <laughs> stepdaddy guru. Stepdaddy guru. Step daddy that flat. one's
3: there's the winner right there. Oh, I
2: like it. Okay. Let's move on to our next question. Uh, sticking with the Cardinals-Eagles game yesterday. Looking at the final... Plays of the game, we've been through it a few times, um, but it, you know, some miscommunication or you know there was there was what we thought was going to be a first down conversion when Kyler Murray took the ball and ran, it was not. He was short. It was third and one. He clocked the ball. Matt Amadola came in, uh, missed his 43 yard field goal attempt. The game ends there. So we are asking of these four options, who do you most blame for the end of game failure? Of course, it's uh, multiple people are responsible, but who do you blame the most? Is it the kicker Matt Amendola? Is it Kyler Murray? Is it Cliff Kingsbury, or is it the stadium scoreboard, which people have pointed out um, thought that it was a first down conversion? So it said first and ten on the board, where the chains did not move. Well, it's
4: it's a tough question because I think the obvious answer is Matt Amendola because an NFL kicker has to make a forty three yard kick indoors. You can't just shank you can't be a shank like that. But if the Cardinals but if the Cardinals went and signed a defective kicker then is it really the kicker's fault? I I don't know. I I think that on the Cliff-Kingsbury-Kyler-Murray scale of blame, it's a little more on Cliff than Kyler.
1: I would agree. I I don't think it's on the stadium scoreboard. You can't rely on that if you're on the field in the heat of the moment. Um... You know, Amendola, I, I'm, I'm not giving him a pass because unlike Justin Pugh said earlier, like, it doesn't come down to one play. We miss blocks. Well, Matt Amendola's got one job, mm-hmm. and the job is to kick it through the big yellow sticks in, in that situation, and he didn't do it. But, yeah, I mean, the rank of blame, you got to go with the head coach
2: first. Mm-hmm. Again, they started slow. Yeah, our listeners agree. 41% point to Cliff Kingsbury for the end-of-game failure. 34% go with Kyler Murray. 17% look at Matt Amandola the kicker there. So only 17% of the blame going to him. Eight, or excuse me, 9% look at the stadium scoreboard. Daryl Lee says, I get it. There were a bunch of mistakes, but it's the NFL. 43 yards is not too much to ask for an NFL kicker. Everyone else messed up too, but you have to make that kick. Griff Dale says, with all due respect, Cliff Kingsbury deserves more blame than I originally thought, but this is mainly Kyler's fault. Cliff made some really good play calls down the stretch and it came down down to Kyler not wanting to get hit. Referring to when he took the ball and ran and slid. Yeah. All right, let's get to our final question quickly. Uh, looking back at the last handful of games in the Cardinals season, we're now five weeks in, but maybe looking at the last two to three games. Among these four players, who has been the biggest pleasant surprise for you? Ooh. Zach Allen, Byron Murphy Jr., Eno Benjamin, or Zaven Collins? Zach Allen. That's a solid question,
4: Jarrett. Zach Allen is your choice? Zach Allen's my choice. Zach Allen is my choice because he's been he's been terrific in a lot of different ways.
1: Better help. than I thought. You make arguments for all four guys. You could use the argument, since Eno Benjamin had the least amount of expectations on him, that he could be the answer. But for me, it's hard not to say Allen, but... Right now, I think it's Byron Murphy. Mm. What he's done and all the concern that we had about the cornerback position, including Byron Murphy, with the way things ended last year... He's been he's stepped up. He's been really good as a as a number one corner so far. So I would give him the nudge just by a hair over Zach Allen.
3: Allen also has stepped up because Marcus Golden has been invisible this season. Oh, yeah. is he still on the team? That's a good point. Did but he finish with a, a really tackle yesterday? I don't know. Uh, let's yeah, go he did not score. He did not have a tackle
2: aye yesterday. Aye, aye. That's wild. Okay. Forty five percent of our voters say Zach Allen has been the biggest pleasant surprise for the Cardinals this year. Twenty nine percent voted for Eno ben Benjamin. Nineteen percent voted for Byron Murphy Jr., seven percent voted for Zabin Collins. And quickly, (laughs) (laughs) how am I supposed to even introduce this question? Jarrett was called Garrett during the brat eating contest on Saturday. Introduced as Garrett. Garrett, Is that right?
3: My (laughs) debut as a celebrity, and I was introduced by the wrong name.
2: (laughs) And you were called the wrong name. Tremendous. So we have four options for you to vote on. What's his real name? Jarrett Carlin. Garrett Carlin. Barrett Carlin. Or shut up. I'm going with four. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Jarrett. That's your name. 51%. 51%. Oh, up there we wow. go. The only way it could have been
1: worse is if they would have introduced you first at the Brat Eating Contest as the wickedly talented Adele Decee. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Adele
2: That'll never get old. I love it.
1: It won't ever get old for me wow. either. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks you. to everybody who chimed in on social studies. On Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Coming up next. Ooh, some... End of the game dysfunction for the Arizona Cardinals cost them in their third loss of the year. We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Here we go! quick! Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Go! Let's go! Let's go!
3: Murray is going to run them into position. sliding. let's check that spot if it's at a first down. If they give him that when he gave himself up, and they're going to mark it. A little bit short, so you spike it. Now well, you, you have, have to kick. Well, I don't know why you uh, spike on, in, and, in that situation. And he needed to be more aware. If you're going to slide, you got to get the first down in that yeah, you situation. Have to, you have
1: to get the slide, but you, yes, you absolutely have to understand that if you don't get the first down there, you can't spike it because it does force you to kick.
3: But he could have run forward another half yard to get the first down and that's costly, so you are that's no choice but to leave it up to Matt Amendola. This will be about a 43. We'll check that 43 yard spot here, so the attempt to tie with 22 seconds remaining.
1: One of my favorite uh, lines from today's show from anybody was George, the caller, at the 7 o'clock hour that said, please tell me that Chris Myers is not smarter than Cliff Kingsbury.
4: Well, yeah, there is that. (laughs) There is that. But it's, again, you have to question it because, yes, it is perfect. If you frame it this way, it's perfectly reasonable to expect a professional kicker to make a 43-yard kick indoors. Right? (laughs) Perfect conditions, no wind, no nothing. Perfect turf, no nothing. And So there's that. But there's his track record. A guy who's only 2 of 8 from beyond 40. So what you think to be a standard for for professional kickers, this guy ain't it. He isn't even at that standard. And then you factor in the fact that their their pregame intel should have told him that he was pushing everything right, that this guy technically is wrong. It's like a guy on the tee box who can't get the slice off his ball. And you can't find the fair way to save your life. You're not going to have that guy teeing off in your scramble. No,
1: but that's one. Th- I mean, we're not talking about an amateur golfer here. We're talking about a professional kicker who's probably gone through these things before. Mm-hmm. And to see the pregame uh, montage that Fox ran right before the failed Amendola miss from 43 yards, it was all the same trajectory. Was. There was like no adjustment to go to start a little further left because that slice was was something fierce. Yeah. Now, in that soundbite, that, that highlight from the Fox broadcast, that was Chris Myers and Robert Smith breaking it down and kind of scratching their heads at what the Cardinals and Kyler Murray were doing at that point, sliding short of the first down, although he thought he had the first down, then spiking the ball on third down, necessitating that field goal attempt from 43 yards. Chris Myers says, oh, Kyler Murray could have ran for another yard and got that first down. And this is where we are in this Kyler Murray running debate. And it came up in our conversation with Darren Urban as well, Beck. It seems to be there's there's a lot of uh, absolutes in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, everybody wants Kyler Murray to run more, but he doesn't want to get subjected to the physical contact. Mm-hmm. We know this about him. You can have both. You can have Kyler Murray run 10 times a game boosting your chances to win and he can still protect himself. Mm-hmm. He ran the ball four times and yesterday. He
4: yeah. He got hit once of well, the four. Yeah, listen and it and it's again he's he's sturdier than he thinks he is. I remember the one time that he threw an interception, he made the tackle, and he, like, hurt the guy who intercepted him. So, again, I think it's just it's something that he still hasn't reconciled, and there's a direct correlation between the amount of carries uh, from Kyler Murray that take this offense to a different place, to a winning place. Mm-hmm. And they just wait too long to do it. And you look, you look. they had one drive, the drive that tied the game at 17 was probably their best drive of the season because it was atypical to most of the other Drek they roll out there. And that is they threw the ball downfield. They found Rondale Moore past the line of scrimmage. And their quarterback made plays with his legs. And then suddenly the Eagles are now on ice skates. That's the way you do it. And and instead we get an offense that's in five straight quarters to open games without a point. Yeah. that's hard to do. That play that you mentioned on that on that drive, Bick,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Kyler Murray found it was a short pass to Rondell Moore, but he was able to wiggle free and he got twenty eight yards. The very next yeah. play on first down and ten, they ran that wide receiver screen to Hollywood Brown with Rondell Moore out there blocking, and they lost. They lost four yards on yeah. a completed pass.
4: So so I think I think the bottom line here, the way you've got to table this is as a head coach and as a unit, you've got to know going in if you're going down the field and it's 2017 eagles you've got to be thinking two things number one take a shot at the end zone if we get it try to score a touchdown so we don't have to lean on our kick on our kicker or or get as close as possible where the slice on the ball comes after it's past the goal posts and they didn't either and that to me is the flaw in all you can reasonably expect a kicker to make it and blame him if he doesn't but if you know going in He's a dicey proposition from beyond forty, and you and pregame, he's clearly broken. That's got to factor into your thinking. Dan Orlovsky said that that it's it's an embarrassing uh, breakdown, f- starting with Cliff and then moving on to Kyler for the reasons we've outlined. And I have to agree with that. I I, I thought, listen, uh, Cliff is doing some things well. I, I I gave him credit for the fake punt in the first half. That was it, it, he's he's shown the knack to be able to to dial those up at the right time. They generally work more often than they don't. There was a game earlier this year where a bunch of fourth down conversions that seemed very risky jump started the offense, so it's not been all bad, but again the the terrible starts and now a terrible ending on top of it. And then the eight-game home losing streak, you throw that on top of it, and it's real hard to feel good about a game that otherwise might have you feeling kind of optimistic.
1: Well, we talked about you know the, the pending return of DeAndre Hopkins after this week's game against Seattle. He'll be back for Week 7, the Thursday night game against New Orleans. Is that the panacea? Is that the, the medication that solves all the problems offensively? If it is... There's problems. If it's not, there's bigger problems. Right now, if you look at average yards per attempt, Bick, there's only one quarterback in all of football with over 100 attempts this year that's averaging less yards per attempt than Kyler Murray. And that's Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh, who's already been benched. 5.6 yards per attempt for Kyler. Trubisky, five point eight for Kyler Murray, five point eight for Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. wow. Baker Mayfield at six point three. We saw how broken that passing game was in Carolina last week. They're taking more shots down the field. I think it, it, one thing I could not get past yesterday is, you know, when when Cliff Kingsbury got to town there was a lot of advertisement about you know his his guru-ness his mm-hmm. ability to call plays his ability to unlock receivers i never thought we would be talking about uh, a passing game that sometimes just looks scared it's very conservative mm-hmm. very conservative yeah it is So now when you get the occasional downfield shot and Kyler took a really ill-advised one yesterday and threw into double coverage that ended in a pick, didn't end up hurting them, but even though it ended in a pick, you're like, wow, that was something different. Everything remains
4: in that five-yard horizontal yeah. you know it uh, seems very rectangle yeah very scared and very conservative and it's all been snuffed out it, that's that's got to be the takeaway here there's got to be more to this or you've got to turn the page to something else because this other stuff has all been sniffed out the teams are feasting on the Cardinals
3: when they when they throw these passes and the problem is the leagues and the other teams are not supposed to figure this stuff out to the second half of seasons the fact that for the first time under Cliff recently they're starting slow.
1: Yeah, he talked about that yesterday too. Last year adversity came late. This year it's coming early. Doesn't mean, you know, that you're going to have the reverse trend that what we've seen the last two years. That as soon as DeAndre Hopkins comes back, you have to consider the possibility about the league-wide intel on Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray in this offense because a lot of times it looks like they've been figured out. Am I wrong? It looks like that to me. Uh, It sure does,
4: yeah.
1: And And that would indicate getting off to slow starts. The defense knows what you're going to do. It's yeah. pretty easy for them to stop you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up next, it's Monday. we got to hand out some weekend hardware. We'll do it next. Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios on this Big Red Monday. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports
2: Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right. Good morning, everyone. We are heading to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to take a look at today's poll question before we give away some hardware here on Bickley and Murata mornings and we are asking about hope Dan Bickley and Vince Murata (laughs) did the Cardinals close loss to the Eagles yesterday instill hope any more hope for the rest of the season? Three options for you to vote on. Yes, this Cardinals team looks much more com- competitive. Uh, I'm indifferent. They need to be 3-3 three and three for when DeAndre Hopkins returns. Or no, there is no more hope after yesterday because they lost the game. I would. Uh,
4: I don't know if uh, my answer is present among those three, but I do think that there was some hope that came out of yesterday's game. So, yeah. so yeah, the answer to that question is yes. I take hope from that game based on the way the defense competed. I'm going more hardline.
1: This was an 11 win team that made the playoffs last year. We shouldn't be talking about. Oh, they're getting better. They lost the game. That, that's my answer. I don't know. You, could, you, could
2: you can use Bic's vote. No, okay. you can use his vote. Fine with me. Not, not his my vote. vote. Not my vote. Well, regardless, 51% of our voters are not taking any more hope from yesterday's loss. They lost the game. So no, no more hope. No hope for you. 51%. No hope for you. Voted that way. 28% say they're indifferent. The Cardinals will need to be three and three for when D-Hop returns. 21% say yes, they did take some hope from yesterday's loss.
1: And Sarah, I must say, uh, in delivering the Sanderson Ford poll question today, thank you so much for using the word instill.
2: You are, yes, you're (laughs) welcome.
1: You can vote on today's question. It's on the homepage of ArizonaSports.com.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata, handing out the Hardware
1: hardware. It's our version of the award show. We do it on Mondays. It's brought to you by our friends at Revitalize, home of the Bickley and Murata revolution. Make changes that will last a lifetime with Revitalize. Give them a call. Schedule your initial consultation today. 480-435-3557 or online at RevitalizeWeightLoss.com Who wants to hit lead off?
3: Oh, I'll go first if that's alright because all right, I want to make sure nobody else gets okay, this one. Go. Okay. My first award is the Stop roughing our guy, Jarrett! <laughs> Award and that goes to Grady Jarrett, who was called with Roughing the Passer on Tom Brady on what seemed to be a fairly routine sack. And a lot of people are saying it's, it's a reaction to the Tua injury from a couple of weeks ago. Well, because Jerome Boger's an idiot, one and, of the two. And Jerome Boger, consistently, right, the worst ref for years now. He's the Angel Hernandez of the NFL. It's just, <sighs> he's up there, yeah. I, I just notice him a lot more, let me put it that way, as making these mistakes. So. A
1: lot of people were alleging that it was a makeup call on a missed defensive pass interference, whatever the case. I haven't seen that play. I haven't gone back and watched that portion of the game. But that was such a ridiculous call. Tom and Brady, it was a
3: close game. Tom Brady was even asked about it, and his response was, I don't throw the flag. Right. It was a close game, and it was, a, at the time, a reeling Buccaneers team that lost two in a row. And who knows where their season goes if they lose that
1: game. I'm glad you went first because I really like the Stop Roughing Our Guy,
3: Jarrett award. Yeah. That, was good. <laughs> that was good. And you're lucky you went first because that was going to be my first award. I, I had a feeling, yeah. so I just wanted to well done. sorry I stole it.
2: All right, my first award is It's a Good Day to Be a Borgay award. It goes to ASU quarterback Trenton Borgay. Uh, not only did he come up clutch for ASU in their upset of number 21 Washington on Saturday, he had three touchdown passes. Right, <laughs> then number 21. They're out of the rankings now. Uh, he had three touchdown passes on the day as he stepped in for Emory Jones, who had to leave um, with a head injury. Not only that, though. I mean, that's a good enough day, right? He got a gleaming white Corvette from his dad, too, as a graduation yeah, I gift. That. There's some photos and videos circulating on Twitter. Uh, it's gorgeous. And someone, quote, tweeted it and said, Rich Parents, the original NIL Collective. Good for you, Trent. You know Morgan. what I got for my high school
1: graduation from my dad? Yeah. He was mad at me that I took a trip after high school. So he t- sold my car. And then he uh, he gave me $40 from the proceeds oh, of the sale. He, here, happy graduation. What? So he
3: sold your car. He sold my not car. Not did he not buy you a car. <laughs> wow. I did not get a car. The car you already had, he sold. Was,
2: was the trip worth it? Guess <laughs>
1: was it worth the car? It was. A, it was a quick jaunt to California wow. to Disneyland. Wild. Wow. Okay.
4: Uh, the embarrassment Therapy. award I'm giving to Buck Showalter for what he did uh, late in yesterday's loss to the uh, season eliminating loss to the to the Padres facing Joe Musgrove. They only got one hit off him because his spin rates were spiking and because his velocity was spiking. Buck Showalter assumed that Joe Musgrove was cheating, and then they had him checked be- behind the ears. And never once did they think, "Oh, you know what? Maybe this is just big game adrenaline coursing through his body." It, it was just disgusting uh, what went down in that actual game, and the the Twitter feeds that kind of ensued. It just it just kind of shows you how cheating is just so pervasive in baseball. It
1: is, but was it more disgusting than the Mets' actual hitting? (laughs) One hit. One damn hit, that's all we (laughs) got. Yeah, I mean,
4: mean, if you're going to do that in a clinching game, you better be right. You better be right. If you're going to risk embarrassing a team that's about to send you off in the air, you better be right
1: about that. The Mets fans, man. They were all panicked about them blowing the, the NL East 10 and a half game lead. Yeah. And then three games and they're out. Yeah. And cool. get to the divisional series. Uh, my first award is the uh, Just Try to Tackle Me Award. And I'm giving it to Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans, the rookie running back in the Texans' first win of the year against the Jaguars. Forced 17 missed tackles. According to Pro Football Focus, that is the most ever recorded in a single game. Seventeen missed tackles on one running back. That's pretty impressive.
3: That's amazing. That is, that is. All right, my last award is the are the Phoenix Suns gonna have to Bogdanovich? <laughs> and that goes to these rumors that the Atlanta Hawks are in talks for Jay Crowder. And Hawks after the are in talks. And after the Suns missed out on the other Bogdanovich from Utah. It might be in play that they could get the one currently in Atlanta, Bogdan, who was an original draft pick of the Suns. Yes, right, he was yeah. Not, the other one is what Bo, Boyan. Bojo- Boyan, Boyan, Boyan. Yeah. Boyan, and now Bogdan. So maybe they'll come away with this from this postseason with Bogdanovich after all.
2: Scratch that itch for a Bogdanovich. Wow! And really,
3: if you look at the Hawks roster, there's nothing else. Uh, there. I know, nothing else really that they want.
2: All right, this especially because uh, they
3: want to keep Collins apparently.
2: Yes, this final award for me is the I Got 99 Problems and a Job Ain't (laughs) One! It goes to Matt Rule. He was fired by the Carolina Panthers this morning after a loss to uh, the Niners yesterday. And with the firing, a video clip from last year, from December of last season, is making the rounds on the social media this morning. Uh, And in that clip, after a loss to the Buccaneers, Matt Rule said the Panthers were like Jay-Z in that it took Jay-Z about seven years to build himself up into the famous rapper that he has now become. And people just need to be more patient with with Carolina, so they can become yeah. Jay Z, but uh, you don't have seven years to do that. So goodbye, Matt Rule. Wow, how about that? How about that? How, how about that? How about that? <laughs> My other favorite famous rapper, what's her name? Bad Bobby or something? Bad Baby. Bad. I don't know. Bad
4: Baby.
1: Just bad. Catch me outside.
4: <laughs> All right, Vinny, you got a you got an extra one since I, Jared took
1: mine. <laughs> I got one. be no, okay, good. The Primetime Promotion Award to Deion Sanders. Did you see what happened in the Jackson State-Alabama State game over the weekend? No. Uh, Jackson State coached by Primetime Deion Sanders. They went to 5-0. They beat Alabama State 26-12. Uh, in Primetime at Alabama State, head coach Eddie Robinson Jr., not related to the other Eddie Robinson. They met at midfield. Sanders went in for the bro hug, but Robinson stiff-armed him, pushed him, and walked away, leaving Sanders what? confused. Robinson pointed out that he felt disrespected uh, that by Sanders. That he walked through their pregame uh, their pregame drills. That he didn't meet with him before the game. And some of the things that he said in the week leading up to the game. He also dropped the line, "He ain't swack," meaning the Southwestern Athletic Conference made a made up of uh, HBCUs. The best part of all of it was that Dion was wearing a long sleeve Jackson State shirt, and it said Jackson State on the front. On the back. It said, at Coach Prime. He had his own Twitter handle on the back of his shirt. <laughs>
2: wow. My gosh. <laughs> my goodness.
1: I don't know if ASU will let him do that next year. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> there you go. There's hardware. It's brought to you oh. by Revitalize. Coming up next, we wrap up our portion of Big Red Monday. A little Big Red crosstalk with Wolf and Luke. Straight ahead, Spickly and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: The home of Arizona Cardinals football. FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Processing processing the game, you know, I think about things we could have done differently, everything uh, that happened during the game. Uh, you know try to
1: soak it all in get get over get over it. Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals quarterback after yesterday's tough loss to the Philadelphia Eagles 20 to 17 came in an hour after the game still in full uniform full pads just said he was trying to process everything hit him hard but then he said it was just one game it is just one game but it was a painful way to lose here to talk about it with us and uh, the guys who have the airwaves for the next four hours starting at 10 o'clock Wolf and Luke who are broadcasting live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center today. Good morning, guys. Hey, guys? Thanks for letting us share in your pain. Oh, it, you know, it's it's kind of a weekly thing here. <laughs> Every other week. <laughs> this one did feel a little bit different because this, uh, I think of the three losses we've seen this year, this one at least could offer some hope moving forward. But there was still a lot of dysfunction at the end of that game. And I know you guys are going to spend a lot of your four hours talking about that end game situation with the slide and the spike and the missed field goal. I mean, how do you, how do you process all of that?
0: Yeah, look, this is is the sort of game typically, I think, Vince, that I would look at and and say, okay, you know, there is a lot of good to take out of this, and they're showing some fight, and and they weren't doing that at the end of last year, and and there is some good, but ultimately, I mean, it just it's the repetitiveness, it feels like, where if they're at home, they're going to lose, they're going to start slow, they are the the other team's going to have a bunch of fans there, I just think that's what's wearing down on people two and three isn't the end of the world losing to an undefeated team by three points isn't the end of the world, it's just the way they keep getting there each
4: week. That's well said. I I, I tend to agree with that. Wolf, what do you think?
5: Yeah, no, I agree with what Luke is saying as well. It's very, very difficult to watch this. Um, Once again, the offense did not show up, guys. And it showed up uh, eventually in the second half and moved the ball fairly well. But in that first half, once again, man, to spot another team 14 points, Um, It just is starting to get um, a little beat-down problematic, I think, maybe even inside that locker room. I think that we're starting to get a little bit of the vibe that is going on in that locker room, and hopefully that kind of anger, they're going to be able to channel it because, once again, your defense gave up 20 points, guys, and I'm sorry, but you gave up 20 points against the Los Angeles Rams, and you gave up 20 points against the Eagles. Somehow, some way your offense has got to score 21. Absolutely, You just got to score 21 when your defense goes out and overperforms like they have. The defense, since the disastrous first six quarters of the season, the defense has incrementally got better and better and better. Now, they're baby steps. It's not like they're perfect, but they have gotten better and better and better. The offense is just still um, getting off to these slow starts. And Kyler Murray's right in the middle of them.
3: Yeah. What,
4: what do we What do we think about the end game situation, the final 28 seconds, everything that happened as Kyler Murray slid short of the first down marker? Wh- where do you guys see the operations failing from that point on?
0: I just, I mean, it's obviously something that can't happen. And at this point, I mean, you look around the league, it's not like every team is perfect at the end of games. But the problem is this team has left themselves no margin for error. Whereas, you know, like Wolf just said, if they find a way to score 21 points against the Rams and they lose, you Yesterday, like that, and they dropped to three and two. Okay, we're still upset about it, but it's not the same as they can't seem to win at home. And then you have a chance to do that, and it's just it's you just there's there's so many things that that went wrong in the final two minutes. And yeah, if Jalen Thompson doesn't get hurt and they'll have to burn that time out, then maybe things are different. But at the same time, it feels like those the the last sequence there was avoidable. And and I don't I mean the TV broadcast apparently just showed Matt Amendola missing kick after kick after kick and warm ups to the point where. I don't think anybody believed he was going to make it when he lined up to kick the
5: 43-yarder just a difficult proposition watching that because guys i can tell you right now i have lost games for my teams a couple of times based on the things that i did believe it or not a wedge buster also a personal protector on the punt pro team i lost my team a game or two based on some things that i did calls that i made can i just tell you right now i know what it's like to lose a game for your team Kyler Murray's got to look at that and take that personally. What he did, I understand. He's he's out there competing. You get lost where you are in the field. It's hard to understand where you are. But at that point in time, man, you got to jump forward. You got to dive forward if you're going to go anywhere, as opposed to sliding. And you know, then again, I can see why. He thought, oh, you know what? He picked up the first down, get on the ball, spike it, spike it, spike it. It was just a calamity of misfortune for this team. And Kyler Murray was right in the middle of it, and he's yeah. got to take that and wear it.
1: Uh, I know you'll touch on this today, too, but I wanted to get your quick thoughts before we get out of here. Matt Amendola misses the kick from 43. Um, you know, he's got the crowd of, of reporters around his locker, and Justin Pugh apparently did not like that. What did you make of Justin
0: Pugh's? Uh, for lack of a better term, antics yesterday. I mean, I, I liked I liked him stepping up and as as sort of a leader right there. Um, it wasn't just Matt Amendola's fault they lost the game. Obviously, we just detailed a bunch of plays in the final two minutes that could have gone differently, or you know, calls or 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 you know, execution or, or coaching. But you know, <laughs> I mean, he also he had a game like this for the Chiefs against the Colts a couple weeks ago. It's you, you can't help but think if they had Matt Prater there, at least going to overtime yeah. yesterday. That's that's just the reality of the situation. I I know it's harsh, but it's the NFL. But
1: Well, I mean, the reporters aren't there to blame Matt Amendola. They're there to get an explanation from Matt Amendola, just as they just would if he made
5: the that. kick. He's a veteran. He knows that. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, though, to your guy's point, I think you know the answer to that. That's what I'm talking about. The anger yes. is starting to bubble over. Right. That's and exactly And hopefully, right. what are you angry about? Well, maybe not running the ball the way that you should have earlier in the game.
4: That's a great point. Good stuff. Yep. uh What
1: time have are you fun, uh, chatting with Cliff? today guys? Uh, 1.30 sounds like 1.30 for Cliff Kingsbury we'll be listening have thanks, fun. guys. Uh, Wolf and Luke, uh, they got you from uh, 10 until 2 as Big Red Monday rolls on, want to thank Darren Urban for joining us earlier in the show uh, thanks to you for hanging out, we always appreciate it, especially on Mondays like this we'll do it again tomorrow morning Tuesday, bright and early at 6am again, Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station have a great day everybody